Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Stephen Drew, and I'm calling. I'm calling. What am the hell am I on about? I'm not calling at all. We're recording virtually, and it's it's January. I'm in dry January. I'm being very, very good host. Zero point zero point five percent alcohol, and there's two How's reasons for dry? How's that dry? Sorry to interrupt. Zero point five is still alcohol. Hey, <laughs> it's advertised as alcohol free. Oh, you're, so you have to inverse that. <laughs> So I've again, and the reason is I'm concentrating because I've got a lot to learn here, and I'm super excited that you are the first guest in January. So on that basis, I should probably do the introduction. So we have here Adonis, who's from the fantastic and interesting world behind Renovi. You were setting up Renovi. Okay, which is Renovi.io. And mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard. This is a hard introduction to do because there's so much involved. But Renovi is going to be the world's first NFT marketplace for the architecture and design industry and other industries as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. that's a It's a world's first. So if there was a Guinness World Record, you'd have it. But what does it mean? Please give it to me. Come on. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to build it. For, you've got to release it first, and then we'll give it to you. But it looks very promising. So I had on another podcast mm -hmm. an episode with a young, fantastic architect called Fatima, who's an architect in the metaverse, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Renovi is a part of the metaverse but it's a marketplace so if anyone wants to kind of check out a little bit more about the nft world you can listen to the last episode but in this episode we're going to dive deep into what a marketplace means so as a first starting point you want to tell us a little bit about what a uh, uh, this marketplace is mm -hmm. absolutely so what is renovi renovi is the first like you said niche NFT marketplace for yeah. architects and 3D designers. And our mission is to help build an open an open and interoperable metaverse yeah. but by empowering the architects to actually do it. Because cool. we believe that the spaces that we're going to see and experience within the metaverse, they're going to be designed by architects and they're going to be in collaboration with game developers and game designers and then you're going to mm -hmm. be able to experience an, an even more uh, immersive metaverse. So that, that's the whole ideology behind what Renovi is. Got it. That's really, really useful to know. And so there are other current marketplaces out there, right? So mm -hmm. OpenSea is very popular. But I imagine there's a reason why you felt that you needed to do this marketplace. So what is the main difference mm -hmm for compared to OpenSea and how that applies to architects in specific? Really interesting question. And by the way, I should start first by saying that I'm a crypto degenerate as well. You're going to find me in OpenSea and whatever I say, it's yeah, like, yeah. it comes from a good place for OpenSea. But I also believe that OpenSea does a really good job in capturing everyone in the market. There are our crypto Amazon, if I may say, right? Yeah. But just like Amazon is really good in providing you with the everyday stuff that you need, for example, OpenSea, the everyday NFTs that you want to find. If you want to go into more detail, if you want to go more specific, you're going to go to your niche store. For example, if you're looking for clothes, you're going to go to ASOS, right? You know that you're going to find clothes in ASOS. You know you're yeah. going to find clothes in I don't know, and clothing, far-fetched, something like that. They're more right. niche, but they still capture a spectrum, a spectrum of brands within the niche market that they have. And that's exactly what we're doing here. We are capturing a spectrum of architects within, yeah, within the architecture. And the difference that we have from OpenSea, because we put architects in the... As the center of what we're doing is that we are trying to mint larger files 
instead of 100 megabytes that, for example, OpenSea allows you, we want to go for 10 gigabytes. If mm. you have a file from Unreal Engine or Unity, it's going to be a massive file and you're not going to be able to have it in 100 megabytes. That's not realistic. And mm. then we, we want to allow for any 3D file format or VR reality format, AR file format to be to be minted as an NFT. And for for the time being, because it's not something that OpenSea is like is their main audience, they only have three file formats. I believe OBJ, FBX, and GLTF. We want to mm. go for Twinmotion, uh, DWG. The file formats that OpenSea has, but even so much more, Blender, Maya. 3D Studio Max, uh, give me one. I'm sure we're going to have it on the list. <laughs> yeah, I, it's been a while since I, I've used Revit. I used to use MicroStation, and I can't mm-hmm. remember the, the file the file mm-hmm. formats were for that. But any, just just to interlude, if for the video watchers on YouTube, mm-hmm. while I'm very sober, my camera is being a bit drunk, so you're going to have to pop up with that tonight. But the audio listeners, you don't need to worry about that. So... Moving on with your, with your point, that's really interesting. And I wonder at the moment if, for instance, that's been one of the bottlenecks with architects moving into the uh, metaverse, moving, doing NFT projects, because you're right, I think OpenSea is fantastic. But actually, if we're talking specifically about 3D models, yeah, 40 megabytes or 100 megabytes is extremely limiting. I mean, a lot of BIM models go up to like one gigabyte. So... Tell me, there must have been a point mm-hmm. where um, you were thinking with your friends or your colleagues or your team, and I believe you've got architects on the wider team. So who came up with the brainwave of, oh my gosh, why the heck is there not a marketplace that is big enough to deal with all these building files? And and if we're building metaverses, I want a piece of that pie. and. <laughs> I think it started when, um, look, my brother is an architect and he works for Squire and Partners. Uh, Good company. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And um, it was the lockdown, all right? At the beginning of the lockdown, uh, we were already into NFTs and and we were thinking, what about architecture? Is there anything Mm. about architecture and NFTs? And and there was one by Chris Akim, which some might say, well, she's not an architect, but I'm not going to go into that. Amazing design by Chris Akim, right? And we're thinking, okay, where's more? What else is That's there? It. That's it's, it. There's, there's no nothing. There's yeah. nothing. And I, and I was like, come on, it's impossible. All the buildings that we see around us, is, they're built by architects. And you're telling me now the whole NFT space is buzzing and there's no NFTs about architecture? Are we... Are we the yeah. first one to ask this question? Is there a reason why this is happening? And it might be that, um, well, architects are still trying to discover what NFTs are, yeah. what they can do. There, there's a lot of discussions about the real world and what they can sell as NFTs, but also the digital world. But then we realize, really quickly realize, well, the NFTs have uh, at this point certain limitations that might be stopping architects from uploading real interesting work uh, on them. Like, yeah, the file sizes or the, the 3D files that they're creating. And yes. then um, and then maybe at the beginning as well, it was before you had the big announcement from Facebook with regards to the metaverse and remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, old, the old Zuckerberg. <laughs> and the and the old uh, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I reluctantly use it. But it's got questionable values, and that's my personal statement. You don't need to say anything there. So Zuckerberg wheeled out their um, renamed Facebook and got the old Oculus kit out and did his presentation. Right, but that was the perfect segue for architects to get into NFTs and then get into the metaverse because. Now somebody was shining light into, well, the closed metaverse, not the open. I'm going to discuss that later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was the perfect way for architects to display what they're creating already as an NFTs and then push them into the metaverse for designs that, first of all, maybe never seen the the light of day because they were never Correct. 
for for younger architects designs that they never got a job yet but they maybe created some amazing designs and they wanted to push them out and they didn't have a medium to monetize them okay yeah. so we're thinking here's our nfts here's the metaverse let's put them together yeah it's a no-brainer I love that, and uh, I think that's um, it's an interesting point. So, in terms of your brothers and architects, so, but you yourself, uh, is it is your official title? You, before this, you've 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 been uh, an econ econ. I can't. I'm my tongue's twisted. <laughs> Economist, right? I, yeah. Is that zero point five percent of your beer? Okay, that's what yeah. <laughs> God, you have to drink a lot to feel anything. I tell you, you know, it's um, it's like a memory. But seriously, so. Uh, that's very interesting and that's probably fundamental to the components here because architects have an amazing skill and that's going to be so important to the marketplace but there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes and i was kind of teasing you before this podcast of explaining mm -hmm. tokenomics and we can go there later but i'm sure when you were growing up then with your brother You've you experienced what it's like then to study architecture you've seen I'm sure your brother with the models, you've seen him in the architecture world. So what was that like from your perspective? And, and So it's, it's, you're absolutely right on that, by the way. Uh, I mean, um, our house is full of architectural books, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Flat now is full of architecture books. I don't know. I mean, I buy eBooks and he's buying all the bigger. Yeah, the fancy ones. I, we live in a flat in London. Come on, there's not enough space. He's bringing me. But anyway, so I start, it was inevitable that although yeah. I'm not creative, that at some point I was going to appreciate the art form that I was. Yeah, really seeing it, right? Yeah. yeah. Because when you see it all the time, you start to realize the nuances and the work that goes in. Um and everything from creating something from scratch and all the the story that goes into a building or something or how architecture arises from the limitations of the space uh, and the materials that you have around you and it, and it's and, and it's almost a romantic story that is like oh this is quite cool um I'm and then cool. and then all them projects and all those models uh, saved on a hard drive and they never see the light of day anymore, right? Yeah. So Once you graduate, it's done. <laughs> we have about three or four old MacBooks somewhere um, <laughs> serving as coffee tables that my brother is refusing to sell or give uh, give away because they, he, I have models in there. I have designs. So it's like of course. competitions. And I'm like... The, the computer doesn't even turn on. It's like, yeah, but I can save it, okay? I kind of, I kind of get it. I haven't done it with your brother. It's blood, sweat, and tears. But you gotta, you gotta let, you gotta let your brother have that. Um, but what? But I think that's really useful because it's one thing um, just to say architecture. But mm -hmm. I think what's good is that you being around that kind of culture. I think is really important, and that's why you can be sympathetic when someone tries to upload a ginormous file. You might mm -hmm. have to put a limitation on there because <laughs> even in recruitment you'll be uh, like i'll be amazed sometimes i'll get someone going like here's my portfolio and it's like a hundred meg file and email and i'm like dude <laughs> i can barely download this how am i going to send it on to another company so i love architects to death and you know i've been there before but we've got to get that balance right so that, i think that will be an art form that mm -hmm. you know will, will come in the marketplace and what i imagine is it will launch and you have to tweak a certain things because I imagine you'll have to follow the behavior. But where I was coming to this is like where I find really interesting with Renovi, there's almost two aspects in my head. There's people who want to put their um, architecture models on there, but then there's going to be, I imagine, other people going to the website, right? So I humor me for a second, right? Mm -hmm. So could I, in theory, say now I own a nice property in uh, land because I'm rich and I wanted to put a, a mod you have to be don't you you know what I mean they're expensive yeah so could I shop um, on your store for a house I want by an architect and then buy it in my plot of land or is that just one of thousands of things that you can do I think it's, it's going to be one of thousands of things that we will be able to do um, 
But you hit it right on the spot. That, that's one of the major things that I want to do is the fact that somebody spent the time, for example, to create a scene, as they call it, on the central land builder for, I don't know, if you have uh, four squares, what they call it, um, they created a scene for that place and it was yep. by an architect. Now, the way Decentraland works, they have their own builder, but you can import uh, 3D, mo 3D models into that builder. So for right. example, you design something on Sketchfab, you send it to the Decentraland builder, and then you put everything around it so it works and functions correctly. Right. You for that as a zip file, which has a 3D file, and then that's where the interesting thing comes along. Why not make that into an NFT? So when you actually sell it, you're selling yeah. ownership of that thing to somebody else. So now the next guy really owns it, and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it, it's one of the many things that we could do, because like Decentraland, you have Sandbox, Somnium Space, Crypto Voxels, Network, Superworlds, I can go on and on. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, do you know what, just to jump in on your point, because I've been starting to do more and more research, and what I quite like about what you're talking about is that I think it makes sense almost to me to get these items almost from one marketplace, because then you're not dictated. Like, I probably, and I'm guessing now, but in Mark Zuckerberg's world, and I hope he doesn't listen to this, because sorry, Zuckerberg, I'm slagging you off here. But, you know, you, you've done a lot of bad stuff. But maybe in Zuckerberg's world, if you buy that house, you're only limited to put it in the meta world, right? Mm -hmm. But the beauty in my head is if you buy it on an open marketplace where you can put it into different things, then maybe you buy a virtual piece of property and then it can go on Decentraland or it can go on, as you said, that other one, I forget the name, Crypto Block or whatever. And that's where it gets really interesting because even now I'm starting to do research because I'm thinking about, you know, getting into the space and doing, looking at this stuff. And it becomes really important when to do research on, you know, stuff like smart contracts mm -hmm. or a base understanding. Mm -hmm. And and for listeners here, if you don't know what um, smart contracts are, don't worry. That means you're a normal person and, <laughs> and not and not someone like me who's gone down the rabbit hole. Um, but yes, it, it's it's really really fascinating. So from an end user point of view. From an architect's perspective, when the market is places live, if they wanted to put a piece of work on, mm -hmm. they can. They basically, but they the base the base requirements are to do that. Then they would need to discover how to set up a wallet, put a little bit of money on there for mm -hmm. the gas fees or whatever, and pretty much as long as I own the model, right. Mm -hmm. I can upload it, roughly. Yes. Is that right? Yes, exactly. It's going to be, if you're in the crypto space, it's going to be your typical mint and NFT. If you're not from the crypto space, okay, there's a small, you know, learning curve. I'm not going to yes. lie. Okay. But yes. I, I think it, it's not beyond the reach of any of anyone, to be honest. No. Okay. It's like... You don't really understand how your uh, visa card works. It just magically has your salary in it, and then yeah. you magically it magically disappears, right? Uh, every at the end of the month, unfortunately, it's gonna be the same here. At some point, it's gonna be something you simply do, and you don't know that it's a smart contract. You don't know that it's a cryptocurrency underneath or whatever. I mean, mm. uh, but of course, we're gonna try to educate people as well with some shorter videos, with some FAQ pages to yeah. make their their life easier. I think yeah. that's needed because mm -hmm. architects are so busy dealing with all, you know, the current real world problems mm -hmm. and, you know, fire regulations and so forth that actually making that easier would be really useful. And we spoke a bit yesterday on Clubhouse, and I'll put that on mm -hmm. um, the Architecture Socials uh, podcast as well. But you made a very good point that OpenSea, um, while we both agree it's a good platform, one of the excellent things on there is an awesome FAQ. And Absolutely. I think it's really, 
it's really important in this space that everyone shares. And um, just just to relay to your point there of the learning curve, I was saying yesterday, and it's true that yesterday morning I got my first uh, like little bit of you know cryptocurrency mm-hmm. on Ethereum because I wanted to buy the domains for the architecture social. Mm-hmm. You call me crazy. Well, you get it actually as a business um, I owner. I have a domain too. Don't worry. Yeah, you, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get my domain there. And then you, I went down. I looked into gas prices and they fluctuate. So I felt like I was James Bond, you know, <laughs> hacking, you know, and they were going up and down. I was like, oh my. And then I made the rookie error of I just put in what I wanted, and then because the coins were going up i was like it was like insufficient funds i was like oh my gosh and then luckily i refreshed and they went back down and i was like okay note to self I always put 10 percent more than i want because 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 otherwise then i'd have to put more in and then you inherit fees and the way it works is like it's better to put in more crypto at the same time because the fee is like the same so it doesn't make sense to put a small amount because you're racking up the fees so I actually enjoyed that. And listeners, just bear with it. Have a little bit of fun. And um, I think it's worth it. So, all right. Okay. that's You've explained the case example mm-hmm. of this marketplace. Now, I'm not looking for anything top secret or all that. I'm more interested in the journey. So when you and your brother thought this would be a great idea and you went, all right, I'm in. So going from there to where you are now must have been a heck of a journey. Were there some points where you were just like, this is too complicated? Oh, <laughs> it was. It must have been that moment, right, well, at mean, some point? For the whole team, everybody in the team is, every other day is like, we're thinking, oh, this is too complicated, or how yeah. do you do this? It's like, it's a, it's a constant battle, and it's uh, and, and it's not like... If it was a box standard NFT marketplace, I mean, come on, we could white label OpenSea, have that on the backgrounds. Put yeah, but no one would need that, that, right? Because there's too many of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we decided to do the, I'm going to say the proper way. Well, the way that we thought that it was right, correct? Yeah. So it, it's a constant struggle for everything, of course. I mean, like every business, it's, it's war. Okay, that's how, I mean, if that's how we'll put it, it's simply war. I mean, thank God we're not killing anybody, but it's war with, I don't know, the machines or something. I mean, you have the developers saying, we don't have enough time, we have a lot of bugs, what do we do? What is our action plan? And then you have the marketing guys, it's like, we need to have this finished by this time because there's going to be a competition. And then you have... <laughs> You're like, guys, come on, we're trying to build a bloody thing. Yes. Give me a second. Exactly. And then you have the architecture advisor saying, it's like, what if we removed everything and make this super wide and with minimal letters and whatever? I'm like, oh, come on. It's like, every everybody is like, has amazing ideas and... And they need to be built, and they need to happen, um, and it's and it's an interesting process. Yeah, but of course, it has it's uh, um, it's difficult. It's hard. It's not easy. I'm not gonna lie. And everybody who says that it's easy, I don't know. I'm a, I'm gonna be taking notes. Tell me who you are. I'll <laughs> Well, I'm not building a marketplace. I run my own business as well, and it's difficult. I'm always learning. You get your good days, you get your bad days. You're always you're always learning. And I think um, one of the things, while I do a little bit of recruitment, what I also enjoyed on in terms of the architecture social is it happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I set up a forum during the pandemic, and on the back of that, I've always kind of added this stuff and there's something awesome and excited about being in the uncharted, mm-hmm. but it's also quite scary as well. And I imagine that because this space is so new, there is no blueprint for what you're doing. And so in theory, there's a lot of reward there, but I imagine there's a lot of risk, right? Because things could change. Is that right? Absolutely. It's, um, how to explain this? There's no blueprint, like you said. Is I cannot go and follow the motto of somebody else and say, ah, I'm going to do it like this because yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to go and follow the motto of OpenSea. And then I'm like, 
Ah, but I only have architects in mind, and then these architects have these pain points, and then we need to put our platform and make create this in this certain way. Okay, yeah. let's search how to create the platform in this certain way. Who else has done it? Hmm, mm. no one. So that's where you immediately start, like, thinking of ingenious ways to, to solve your problem, which they're super cool and fun. I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> but it's, it's like you said, it's... Um, that's it's scary. It can be scary. It's seriously scary. It's, it's yeah. scary. And it's, but that's how you grow. And, and I think yeah. that's how everybody within the team is growing. It's like we started with a brilliant developer, for example, Jacob. I cannot say enough about that, that person. Uh, calling you a bit of solidity, a Python master, okay, going into programming languages. And awesome. then... Um, and then by the end of this is like he's an expert in solidity and he's teaching other people how to do to marketplaces we didn't even start ours yet and he's like i, I mean it's it's brilliant how you can see people grow all right yeah, yeah. And, uh, or the 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 senior di- director let's say andy andy charlambus who i've never seen people so business oriented with so many connections I mean, and I'm at the epicenter of everyone, and uh, we're learning from each other. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's what is brilliant about a project. I know more about architecture that I've I've never thought I knew. All right. And then I'm I'm having full blown discussions with lecturers at the University of Nicosia who they're really into blockchain and architecture. By the way, yeah. They have a metaverse initiative. And we're having discussions about uh, the metaverse in the terms that because you don't have limitations of space and and gravity and anything like that, can we actually create spaces that are interesting enough or are we going to uh, pause and not be able to come up with ingenious ideas for the future? And... All this just by a small project, just by a small idea of a few people that were like locked in the house. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that, <laughs> that's, what, that's where all the great ideas come from. And it's almost, you have to go along that journey because almost if you saw the full picture, you might go, oh my gosh, I can't deal with that. But it's that mm-hmm. step by step. And, and I agree with you. That's kind of the exciting thing. I keep going back to the, in my head, it's like, I'm convinced that it's so important that you do have an architect on board, but I'm convinced it wouldn't work if it was just architects. Because I really think you need all those different skill sets. Otherwise, it's, it just wouldn't work. So I find that you know it's a true testament to um to collaboration but what's interesting is even though the 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 niche the area you're going into is a little bit uncharted you know it's still rely teamwork is important and and as well as that because i'm in the telegram and i quite Mm. enjoy being there and i look once or twice a day although i have to calm down recently because since i've gone Mm. in this crypto space i find myself going on discord um which i never would go on before unless i was playing a video game with my mates you go on there then i go on my telegram then i got my linkedin there's a lot of stuff going on but in the telegram it's really interesting and part of your what your role which is really important is which you seem to do a lot as well is you have to engage with the community right because without that these projects can lose momentum because there's a lot of projects on right now Mm -hmm. so how have you found the um community of people found it organically have you marketed yourself much at all so um with regards to the community at some point we will definitely be adding some community managers because uh you know they're easy enough that anybody could answer from the team yeah. some of the questions are really intricate enough that you you need to i need to go and ask an architect and then think yeah. of it in the tech terms and then go ask a developer as well and then have three minds together so i can answer to some of the interesting questions over there um but first of all a community most of the crypto projects is all about the community right yeah even if you are a big corporation within the crypto space 
if you're gonna succeed, it's about how the community perceives of you. And for that reason, we try to promote the community or organically, and we're not doing airdrops. We're not giving away money to bring people in. We try to lure people in because we we have something correct to say, we have something yeah. interesting to say, and it's something that they want and they're searching for. And just like our community, you said it yesterday as well, there are some other interesting communities as well, which I'm also a part of, like Architecture DAO, for example. Um, yeah, nice. They they have really interesting ideas. Or the Sunken Blimp, I can think one out of the top of my head. Oh, I've not uh, checked out the Sunken yeah. Blink. Blimp. Uh, um, another space with architects um, that they're doing some amazing videos when it comes to how to bring digital into the real world actually so the other way around okay i mean oh cool um so for me it's all about the community sometimes i don't have enough time to engage with them uh but you do it you do a good job right you do a good job i, I need and to get balance uh, because it, you need to build a platform so the community can talk about something. Yes, because if the, if you don't deliver, it doesn't matter, exactly. you know. It's the balance. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't envy you. And um, you you were very sweet. And remember that time because you, you got really, I think you got really stressed out and worried when you deleted my post that I got defended when I posted the golf course. I was, uh, because I... <laughs> I could tell you were, because I was like, don't worry about it. And you were like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was... But I get it, because um, it looked like I was posting golf, but I was more thinking of it like, um, oh, isn't this cool from like a building point of view? Look, um, and then I went and read the project when I had the time. And I was yeah, like, but you were freaking that, out. That, that's, that's the project. And, and that's the hard bit about running a community, right? Because you, you don't want to upset people um, and you want to give people all the information. So look, you do a really good job of that. I don't know if I've got my sounds on, but that's, if you can hear a clap, <laughs> can you hear a clap? There you go. That's, a, that's for you running the community. Now, we are not going to exhaust you too much because I can see the cleaner in the background. I'm quite enjoying. <laughs> I was in, I was enjoying it. It's late. It's late. Well, we do it. We're doing this late for you guys to learn. And I, I'm sure we, we both wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But what I'm not going to do is stress you out about talking about too much economic stuff. But in a very basic sense, so I've been talking up until now about how the architect might um, use the service to put their uh, models on. And mm -hmm. we've also talked as well about the idea that people can then use these buildings just to have because they like the work or they can then put it on their own virtual property or do whatever. Mm -hmm. But then there's an aspect to the marketplace where I am at the my most confused and not because you've done a confusing job. You've done a very good job, but just because my brain can't t take everything in. And that where I'm going with is the the economic investment side or tokenomics so you'll get so help out um help me out here a little bit in terms of getting my head around it so the tokenomics and the investment you're basically saying to people that because the platform is launching they can invest which means that you get money which can help build a platform and in return they get something similar in real life to shares is that right or wrong um i wouldn't call them shares and okay. I, I wouldn't say it's investing in a in the sense that this is not a security offering this is not the promise that you're you're getting part of the company all right right okay so this is what people need to have in mind is like if you want to buy a security offering fair enough but it's a different proposition to different gig. No shares yeah. and no right. Share. Okay. <laughs> but what you're what are trying to share here? Maybe share is not the correct word here. I know what you mean yeah. the, with the exchange. What is yeah, the exchange? What I'm trying to exchange is that we have an amazing community, and we want to leverage that. We want to be able to offer them uh, rewards for what for what they are providing within the platform. Right. I think that the best way to offer them rewards is to allow them to benefit from what the platform is benefiting from. 
or to allow right. them to, or at some point when we establish a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail on that. No, we'll keep it general. I'll, yeah, keep, yeah. I'll keep it general is that we want to allow people that if you were at the early stages of building this, if you, if you put ideas down for this, um, we want you to, to get a part of this, like we're all getting a part of this. And then you can decide on um, future aspirations and features of the platform. For example, okay. how should it look like? Should we curate some of the content and have it on the top of the page? What, what artists should we actually write a bio on and put a medium post out and promote? Is it you? Is it somebody else? Um, can you show some love to some of the artists by, I don't know, donating some of these coins that we're going to be giving out, the yeah. utility token, sorry. Um, you can definitely do that. So you want to build a system in a way that rewards the, the artists and the people that engage with the platform beyond simply a like and subscribe and oh no it's kidding uh be, beyond the like right um so and, and this is what we're trying to establish around here now um obviously we're at the early stages we're fundraising with vcs as well because we need to take this forward yeah uh, at the beginning we put our own money down to build this uh, okay. yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, and there's an MVP out there which is not fully complete, don't get me wrong, there's still a long way to go, but uh, uh, the opposite of what other crypto projects are doing, we didn't ask money first and then deliver something later. We delivered something first, which is okay enough, in order to deliver even something better afterwards. That's how yeah, yeah. it coming from a, a nice place from the heart. I mean in what we're creating so yeah well well that well that's the opportunity there's obviously a risk involved but mm -hmm. then also people are getting an earlier stage there's mm -hmm. higher rewards exactly that's the that's the point and um you will laugh i would love to invest but all my money <laughs> and time and energy has gone into mine which is the architecture social <laughs> which i i equally love but it's so frustrating because i was speaking to my friend and i'm just like i have no money to invest anymore <laughs> it's, all... it's understandable don't worry about it it's like there's you so, get it <laughs> that's why you're you can do and it's like yeah yeah you gotta put your money first in you all right. Yeah, yeah. And then we, when you have spare, you can put it in another project that you believe in, and then you mm. take it forward. So you put it in architecture, social, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's it. But I'm also I've got my I've got my eyes on the space, and I think like um, we were talking about it yesterday. And don't worry, and, I, and I, I joked, but it was also a seriousness to it. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not interested in doing a marketplace, and my <laughs> brain would explode because the world the way you're in, you're in deep in that like i'm in deep in doing um the, the kind of the interesting bits in the architecture social but where it fascinates me is that in a bit like yourself maybe uh, you hear this from your brother as well but it's very interesting not just the legacy projects that people make but how can these things uh, affect people in real life you know mm -hmm. how can there be a utility to it and that's what really fascinates me a bit like why we were talking about that golf course before mm -hmm. it's the fact that people who are passionate about a project such as golf all chip in to make their own golf club that's interesting mm -hmm. and i think there's something there in the architecture space so that's the bit i'm looking at and um i think that will be interesting but like you it's an ongoing thing isn't it and it's not, the as the space moves i think that everyone will have lots and lots of ideas and i think that we touched upon it briefly as well because we've talked about and now the use we've talked about what people can use and put these projects but in terms of the currencies as well now in the telegram today you mentioned that you're working on something which actually helps make ethereum more sustainable i forget the name of it what is the what is the so thing? We're exploring Immutable X and Polygon. All right? Immutable, yeah. In, in yeah. order to, to be on a layer two solution, as they call it, yeah. and, and make um, cheaper minting 
allow for a lot more transactions and also be environmentally friendly as well because you're moving from computational power to proof or proof of stake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and and we fleshed about it last night, and I'm going to post mm -hmm. that episode so people can look into it. I I agree, and there's a lot of architects where this is going to be a big sticking point. You know, mm -hmm. I posted my last interview with um, Fatima in the Metaverse, and there was very divisive opinions in the architecture community. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, you know, my and this is my own belief and. Uh, people out there if you don't agree that's fine but the reality in, is in my opinion is that ethereum is gonna keep going whether we like it or not i do not see this space going so rather than not getting involved with it i would implore everyone to look at the more sustainable ways to do it and as you quite rightly mentioned that's what i quite like about polygon as well because i do think it's much more sustainable and but how do you feel about um anyone that is concerned with the sustainable uh, aspect of um um nfts and the, the blockchain well they should be concerned and it should mm. be right and it should allow them to concern um, yeah. I don't think it's ridiculous or I don't think it's uh, beyond what I should be thinking. It should be sustainable, right? Mm. Um, and, but that's why I'm a big believer of Ethereum 2 and Layer 2 solutions is because, yeah, I, I, I like blockchain, but I, I as well, I like the world that I live in and I like the to be yeah. carbon neutral and not to worsen what I have. I mean, the previous mm. generations have done that for me. I don't need to do it as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, just blaming somebody else, right? I'm not kidding. Um, but yeah, no. And with that, I mean, these layer yeah. two solutions, these new chains that are being built on top of Ethereum that are more carbon neutral, um, they bring other interesting uh, parts into the blockchain that are quite interesting for me as well. It's like, oh, you can be carbon neutral, but you can also make 9,000 transactions per second. For somebody like a geek like me, it's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it, I don't think it's like you can have your cake and eat it, right? I think we can do that. And, and you think we can work towards it? Well, it's yeah. good, and I'm impressed because, from my understanding of your message, like you could roll out the market earlier mm -hmm. if you weren't looking at this sustainable solution. But it's important to you to do it, right? Yeah. So, look, there's still quite a lot of bugs uh, with Immutable X, and even with Polygon, when we might do that, there will be some bugs, and and we're thinking that we might even roll the first iteration on Ethereum. But it's, mm -hmm. if we do that, it's going to be with a heavy heart. And that means we still need to iron a lot more bugs on, on our uh, sustainable iteration, if I may say so. Um, well, you can, you can give people the choice then as well, right? A bit absolutely. like other, you know, because yeah. then if, once you put in Polygon, that is more sustainable, right? There is, <laughs> I think there was a, how much is like, it's a considerable percentage, much more sustainable. Yeah, the Ethereum, right? it's a totally different, it's not proof of work, it's a proof of stake. Um, mm. So all they do is take the transactions on a, instead of having them on the Ethereum, they, ah, well, I'll take them away, compute them here, which is not... put them back. And then put them back in a really simple way, because uh, I, I always like to keep that super simple, right? Yeah, my, so, yeah. Yeah, my, my friend had a good analogy, and you tell me if you agree with this or not, he said, like, layer one is like... Um, a motorway which mm -hmm. can get congested no i actually said it's the base streets mm -hmm. and then layer two was like a high-speed rail or something <laughs> above hey, it's just going up like and that. down yeah 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 because basically in layman's terms i get my head around basically the um the blockchain gets congested and when that does things happen but the the fees go up higher right mm -hmm. and because of the the amount of processing power that's used uh I mean, I don't know if I explained that the best, but in no, my I head... Did, I think you did a superb job in explaining that. I couldn't explain yeah. it myself. <laughs> yeah, so you 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 might have to look at having the roads, but then you can have the highways as well. And I think just explaining to people the kind of the, the you know, the implications that are there and, and then also, because 
you know, there are some other choices like with Polygon. I'm looking at, if I'm looking at doing my project, there's more exposure in Ethereum, right? Because people use it. But I'm thinking there's two good, um, there's two good reasons for me to do it. And, and I'll be really transparent. One is because it's a lot cheaper to do the transactions of Polygon. So as I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm a broke investor on my bottom dollar, then Polygon's going to be much easier. There's a lower barrier for me to enter, right? But then it happens to be sustainable, which really does please me because I don't want to do that role that you do as the community person fighting all the time with someone who quite rightly is concerned about sustainability. So that's why I, I've got my, I've got my eyes on Polygon mm -hmm. and it's, and it's, and I think a big thing which has been is dictated it is because, and well, you're, and you're making a marketplace is because OpenSea have adapt, um, are dealing with and they accept Polygon. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know it's a little bit more of a faff, but that the fact that they brought it in, really opens the door i think people are more accepting of it um what i was going to ask you and having worked in this for a while and maybe there's something you can look back because we're at this nice 45 minute part so we're going to wind down mm -hmm. and you can ask me a few questions in a bit as well but where um do you see this space going so let's even go a little bit outside Mm -hmm. uh, Renovi for a second and having been in it, what, where do you see things going? Um, look, um, I think, um, let me explain first of all, uh, I'm a metaverse fanatic first and an NFT fanatic second, if that makes right. sense. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, and cryptocurrency third, if that makes sense. But I think they all tie cool. really nicely together. Um, uh, so if you ask me about the future, then my mind, because I like the utility of NFTs, races into the metaverse and what we can do with the metaverse. And then I bring it back to NFTs and cryptos. So I really believe that the metaverse will develop and will be around us, whether we like it or not. And especially with newer technology, like, I don't know, the famous, but we've never seen them, uh, glasses by Apple, the AR, VR, mixed reality, whatever they're going to build. Everybody talks about them. Nobody has even seen them. Yeah, and the, uh, and the, I'm mute about that. Yeah, and, and many other uh, technology. We're, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to have a metaverse which is going to be around us. We're going to see buildings that have uh, billboards that change, but you don't see them without glasses. You're going to have buildings that probably change color, or shape because somebody programmed on top of them and uh, they transform in a way. And that's gonna be really cool. So I think that architecture will play a huge role within the metaverse. We need to start thinking of the metaverse not only in virtual reality terms, but in mixed reality terms. It's gonna be in real life. And then when you're home, it's gonna be in your personal life. And it's gonna be yeah. all over the place. And then you're going to have a new model of architects, which is instead of having an architect and then a developer, a proper developer together, working to bring a project and a construction guy, you're going to have the virtual type of this, which is going to be architects and game developers. Now I'm taking it digitally uh, developing spaces for you to, first of all, that look cool. And then they're interactive. Okay, in a nice way that they engage you to be in. So uh, th there's so many things going on within, and, and of course, sorry to summarize, everything is gonna be an NFT as well. <laughs> everything that I just said is like, ah, this digital building is gonna be an NFT, but you're not gonna make a big fuss about it. NFT is gonna be in the background, like NFT is a technology that nobody talks about, like Swift payments, for example, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think it might not be something that our generation gets to experience fully, but I'm, mm. I'm okay with that. It's, it might be something that the younger generation that has is going to be fully immersed in it and they won't be able to live without it. Okay, mm. And it's going to be super cool. And it's not going to be 
an issue for them. It's like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so alone in my house and I'm in my house all the time. It's like, for them, it can be, I'm not alone. I have my Oculus. I'm with everyone. And they're going to solve issues that we're having now. So mm. the is so bright. Uh, I went all over the place, but it, that's how no, we I love it. it. Well, it, it is it is so wide, and that's why it is difficult to talk about. And mm -hmm. I think you did a really good job of steering it because I think one of the, the tricky things which I sympathize is that I think last year was uh, the year of the metaverses, and I do understand people getting frustrated with the term. Um, at the same time, I personally find it really exciting. I guess the thing for me is... There is a slight thing that I need to get over in my head, and I will do. I will get over it. But because mm. I've been a gamer all my life, I kind of feel like I've seen metaverses for 20 years. But that, to me, is not an argument why they don't exist. I've just seen that kind of thing happen. I've seen microtransactions, which we call microtransactions. And, you know, there's 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 something similar to this. Mm. And like, what will be interesting and where I'm curious is like, you know, Ready Player One, which is arguably the easiest visualization of what a metaverse is in that world. That was the one metaverse, right? Mm. And what, what I find interesting right now, I feel like it's the war of the metaverses and there's a big rush to which one will be the one and i i feel and it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this the only fatigue i have is like ah oh, that metaverse this metaverse this metaverse and they all have different applications but as a busy person then i get a little bit like oh i can't be bothered so i mean it will be interesting to see where it goes. I don't know. Do you have anything to add with that ramble I just had, or of do you? Uh, and, and I like your ramble. It, it's, it's a matter that I'm really interested in, actually. Um, I think just think of how many websites you go to every single day. It's like, okay. I'm going to read my news here, and then I'm going to uh, read about architecture here, and then I'm going to buy the stuff here. Now, cool. That's exactly how the metaverse would be. Now, mm. instead, instead of just changing tabs, which might get boring, it's like you have a thousand tabs on Google Chrome and then you don't know which one is which, right? You're, you're going to be able to jump probably through portals from one space within the metaverse to another. And the platforms that you see now, like Decentraland and Somnium Space, it's not about how many metaverse platforms there, there are. It's about, oh, I'm going to jump from this web page to the other one. And then your avatar is probably going to also change together with how the other web page or metaverse platform looks like. For example, mm. um, you have a low polygon 3D figure within Decentraland, and then you have a blocky figure within Sandbox. Fair enough. Your figure is going to change. Your clothes are going to remain the same, just how you're depicted will change. And then you will, if you can imagine running through all the metaverse platforms, then your figure will be changing, the worlds will be changing, but it will be as simple as changing tabs on your browser or channel. I like that analogy. Another. Yeah, I like that. And it's true because in, in an abstract way, if I'm on my phone and I'm flicking through apps, you're in different worlds, right? So, um, okay. That was well, that deserves the round of applause as well. Thank you. It's true. It is interesting. And I think like with everything, because it's so quick for me to dismiss all these metaverses. You have to, with all this stuff, be an, an open mind. Because I always think back to when Bitcoin was kind of, I remember in 2012 talking about it with my friends. I was like, that bubble's popped, whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, if I invested, I would be in a in a very lucrative situation now. But I understand why I didn't, because it was a different time and a place. But ultimately, I kind of didn't explore that avenue. And I think with if anyone who's listening feels a bit uncomfortable about the idea of metaverses, feels uncomfortable about the idea of marketplace or NFTs, that's actually quite normal, I think, at first. Or it's not unusual, but just maybe keep exploring with it and just have a look with it or get more familiar and then it gets a bit easier did you think the same then i think every time you feel uncomfortable just say good i should be feeling uncomfortable it means i'm doing something right it means yeah. I'm, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone 
and I'm learning something or I'm questioning something, so I'm gonna discover it even more. So my simple question to this is good, perfect. Let's do Excellent. it. Right? Excellent. I mean, don't miss the boat in the sense, uh, um, in the sense that you've seen the dot com, a lot of people were feeling uncomfortable, right? You've seen mm. the Bitcoin, a lot of people were feeling uncomfortable. You see metaverse, well, you see NFTs, a lot of people are feeling uncomfortable. You see mm. the metaverse, a lot of people are feeling uncomfortable. Well, everybody's feeling uncomfortable, dude. I mean, come on. You're never going to be comfortable. Just get uncomfortable and be okay with it. Just say, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And before we talk about where we can find you, there's the last bit I like to do here is throw the interview back because it's not fair that it's a one-sided conversation, even though I think like we've been both talking point is you get to ask a few questions. So is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, what is your gut feeling about this? What do you want to get out of this in the sense that uh, I'm an architect or I have my social architecture, social, where yeah. do you want to take it? What do you want to mm. do with this space? You- yeah, it, it's, it, there's, there's, there's two, there's two ways I'll go about talking about it. I'll talk about it on an emotional level, which you will get mm-hmm. as someone who's a business owner. I just feel like there's something there and I compelled like a moth to a flame to chase it because everything in my gut screams opportunity, but not just getting in there for the sake of it. Because if I could, if I had a bunch of cash, right, I could put it on crypto and that's quenching the first, but I think there's a real opportunity here in the architecture space. And I think that um, while you're, uh, vision is in the marketplace i see that there being an opportunity which suits um what i've seen so for example hey your cleaners turn the light off there huh yeah, don't worry. Yeah, you, right. you're getting you're getting <laughs> you're getting you're getting kicked out you're back don't worry so yeah what i see so it's 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 a bit like um if you ever seen slab dog millionaire mm-hmm. there's a case and a point which brought you up to the marketplace you you lived with your brother, you saw him studying, you, the pandemic came, you had an idea. And a similar thing happened to me. And I guess in recruitment, what I see a lot of, and studying architecture is I've been there myself. And I see people alongside their careers. I see their projects, I see their ambitions. And um, where I'm thinking of what the opportunity is for the architecture social is that I could make something interesting, which um, perhaps gives exposure to people, which is a big thing that I used to do during the pandemic saying, here's someone look at their awesome work. You know, there's that element of getting the stuff out there. How do you, you know, like when there's lots of these projects on the marketplace, what distinguishes them? How do you get to the top? But then also is a little bit more than that. If there was something where, I see it working really well, being upfront as well as um, a revenue stream for the architecture social where you give something back because the architecture social costs money to run. You know, I'm pretty open about it. It's like over even just keeping the servers on and everything. It's like over a thousand pound a month, right? And currently I pay that and that's fine and I wouldn't have it any other way. But uh, where I see uh, NFTs in the space is that if there's creating value, creating in interest and and if someone gets something out of it or for instance maybe someone from the outsider admires someone's work and they get in and then they take an nft or they buy an nft which then goes to the cost of the architecture social as well as the person then that could be really interesting or you know there's loads and loads of ways to do it so i guess what i'm trying to look at it at it is that maybe there's a few of my projects but maybe there's something which Full well, people can look into and maybe they want to be part of an architecture social collection. Maybe they want to showcase their work and maybe I can help amplify that. And then that helps with the cost of the social, keeps it ongoing. Because that's the thing with uh, with with businesses that people are always worried to talk about because they, they feel like it comes across as greedy as talking about revenue. And the reality is I have to be protective to the income of the architecture social. Otherwise, currently, Currently, if I get hit by a bus, it's all dependent on me and the servers will go off. And so that's why I I see something there. I see something, um, I see it working for the social. 
Um, or maybe, mm-hmm. don't it all doesn't. And I don't make a penny, but I learn a lot. No, right? no, there's no such you, talk in this show, all right? No, hey, only positive. Yeah, but <laughs> even, even if I made one penny, the amount you learn doing all this stuff is so valuable. And remember, there was that lady last night on Clubhouse who set up her, um, you know, her collection and she sold Anne? one or two. Was it Anne, if I'm not mistaken? Anne, yeah, yeah. and it's great. And it's great stuff, but it takes time. But immediately all the lessons that Anne's learned is good. So that's what I'm thinking. I haven't given a straight answer on exactly how the project looks because being transparent, I'm like you with the marketplace. I'm kind of thinking of how it would work. How can I get it that people can participate but it's fair how can i get the legal structure involved how am i not liable for you know a little bit of that's in the marketplace you know and um and i don't have all the answers yet and that's but where i'm going you you don't need to is when you're driving at night you don't usually know where the destination is you don't see the destination right you only see as far as your lights shine that's exactly how it is you're driving at night, so you can you know where the destination is, but you can only see two steps ahead. I think it's fine. I don't, yeah. I, and I think most of the people are able to do it that way. Others are amazing and they can see the whole road shining and they can see every little detail. But everybody's it's in the game and everybody yeah. can do it no matter what. So yeah, um, I think the more you get involved, the more you um you know get active that's yeah it. and you are and you are i see you it's like get active be on the twitter be on uh discord get involved find the maid that is interested in that and go to an event even in real life uh or not i don't know in the metaverse i mean the more you get involved the more you get to know people and then suddenly that idea is like ah why didn't i think about this quicker it's this. It's so crystal clear. And, yeah. and I think is you're going to get there. And I'm not just saying that because of you. I'm just saying that because I've been there. And I, yeah, I, yeah. at times I'm still there. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I see it. No, I appreciate that. And it means a lot. And I think one of the unique positions that I've been in and, and it's really interesting is that a part of the architecture social, which works, works really well is career mentoring and guidance and i kind of see there's a utility aspect but that's also the exciting part of the challenge and that's why like when i was sharing that you know that the 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 golf club it's more about that utility aspect and i think where i'm interested in is uh, you know in your your order which was metaverse nft then crypto i think mine is nft metaverse and crypto and the reason why i find in my brief um is with the nfts is how can something uh, digital which connects to the metaverse affect the real life Mm -hmm. and so imagine creating value not just for me but for an architect which then they have this property which then they can sell on which is worth something which helps their real life Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that little bit has something special that I've not seen ever before, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that if I can iron out that, it will get interesting. So I will leave it there. And um, unless, hey, have you got another question for me? I'll take another question. Uh, another question. Another question is, uh, not for now, not for now. I think we did all right. What's my favorite dinosaur? Stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. <Ask> that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we will look back in this in a year and we'll see where we're both at. But I'm quite confident. I really believe in the, the what you're doing. And as you know, this is not a promotional um, by any means. This is because I'm interested. I found the space and I like what you're doing. And you kindly said that you would come and talk about it openly. So on that basis, I'm going to give you another round of applause. Now, where can people find out about this exciting project? So they can always find out about this project on our website, renovi.io. They can yep. always search Renovi NFT, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. We're probably there, Medium. But also maybe we should comment on the 
on the competition that we're going to be having with Decentraland, yes, please. Group, the GDA Capital, uh, and more. Uh, I was almost going to reveal more than I should. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have to edit this, and so far it's been good. <laughs> I stopped myself. I stopped myself. But it's it's a competition about architects to create designs that can go on Decentraland and other metaverse platforms so that we can promote architecture within the metaverse. It's about creating, I don't know, concert hall, museum places, galleries, play turn games, anything that architects think it's interesting enough to create. And we're gonna have people talking and discussing about it. We're gonna have even people from universities be judges, uh, people from other architecture companies, be judges as well, and the crypto space. Everybody together trying to build the open metaverse. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And so the domain is renovi.io. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Check out the competition. To be honest, if I was a student, if I was studying now, why not? You can make an awesome entry or maybe just whirl over that project that you've been working on. I'm sure it's pretty good anyways. Get it in the competition. But brilliant. On that note, so I'll look at the camera now. That has been a good wrap. I've really enjoyed this episode in particular. So I'm going to end the podcast now, but feel free to stay in touch. Do subscribe to the channel. Do check out Renovi. And if you're interested, just keep sticking around. And this time next year, we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll all be crypto millionaires. Or if not, we'll have a heck of a story to tell everyone. Thank you very, thank you very much. I will end the podcast here. Thank you. Bye. Cheers.